You coming? Where? Why, to the North Pole, of course. This is the Polar Express. The North Pole? I see. Hold this, please. Thank you. Is this you? Yeah. Well, it says here, no photo with the department store Santa this year. No letter to Santa. And you made your sister put up the milk and cookies. Mm -mm. Sounds to me like this is your crucial year. If I were you, I would think about climbing on board. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site. Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site. Intermission 43. This might be the Christmas episode, Lee. This I might I might drop this on Christmas Day for Do it. all the lucky listeners to hear about this <laughs> horrific monstrosity you made me watch. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie, so it makes sense to come out for Christmas. I I I guess. I am Lee. Remember to eat the five basic food groups, Russell. And I am joined by my co-hostess with the mostess, Lee. We are in some serious jelly, Hardy. How are you? <laughs> I don't even remember these lines. We just watched the movie. <laughs> I There was a lot of words that I didn't pick up because I was startled by the cold, dead eyes of everyone in the film. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, we're going to do an intermission film on, you know, our intermission episode, not a film, an episode on the polar, (laughs) on a film, allegedly uh, a cursed film at the very least, uh, the Polar Express from 2004. I'm going to have some thoughts about this. I still kind of questioning why Lee made me watch this, but we could have, we could have watched a Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol again, I guess. That that might have been. I had some other choices. You were you are actually the one who picked this movie. I I gave a selection of movies, and you said, "Yeah, let's do this one." You see how it is now, ladies and gentlemen. She's putting the blame on me after like hyping this up too. It's like I really want you to watch Polar Express because there's some interesting stuff about it that you know you might not know. And like, okay, well, I guess we'll do that one because we already watched Muppets Christmas Carol and. The other ones you mentioned are ones I probably couldn't find. So, well, the other ones are on Netflix. Use Netflix. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, we're um, we're gonna come back and talk about this movie <laughs> after a very quick break. Let's see how how Lee liked this movie. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I all I gotta say is uh, safety first, kids. Let them learn the hard way. They say. I'll let them learn the hard way can be an attitude that results in a serious injury. You ungodly warlock. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked. Rude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. 
I am, in the most serious of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history all yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally love this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it. But it was how did you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. You ungodly warlock. Never have those words been more spoken true. <laughs> I was laughing that you picked that one because I'm like, this is perfect. It's perfect for <laughs> what happened to Lee tonight. Oh God. Uh did the thing with the glasses again. Let me let me know I'm human just for a second. When you were mm-hmm. tilting your glasses. Yeah, it was, oh. it was it was just it was kind of sexy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was doing it because my glasses are crooked, so I was trying to straighten them out. I dug it. Um, The Polar Express from 2004, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who, of course, is... I think we talked about him doing the writing for the Tales from the Crypt movie, Um, but uh, he's directed a lot of stuff, of course, used cars, Back to the Future films, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, three episodes of Tales from the Crypt, Forrest Gump, Death Becomes Her, Cast Away. Um, and in 2022, he did a live action remake of uh, Pinocchio uh, for Disney. And of course, uh, Guillermo del Toro has a Pinocchio out on Netflix right now, which I kind of want to see. I've heard is pretty interesting. Not going to watch the live action remake, though. I don't think I need to see that in my life, but um <laughs> After uh, this movie, you sure? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> this is written by uh, Chris Van Allsburg. Of course, this is based on his book. He also wrote Jumanji and Zethura, I guess. The, the, those have been, both been adapted, of course, into movies. I don't think Zethura was ex- all that successful, but Jumanji has become a franchise. And uh, so there you go. Uh, and of course, Robert Zemeckis and also did some writing on this. And William Boyles Jr., who has written on things like Apollo 13, Entrapment, which is the, uh, hey, I'm Sean Connery, and I'm going to be sexy around uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wiggling her butt out of the way of laser beams and stuff. Um, and he also wrote uh, Castaway and Planet. I think the I think the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. I didn't check the date. It's either the Tim Burton or it's the remake series of Planet of the Apes that was in the last few years. If, if that's the case, and it's the good Planet of the Apes remake um, and not the shitty Tim Burton one. But uh, yeah, uh, so these are the people responsible for this atrocity. We have Tom Hanks as... And he's everybody. doing. He's, he's doing. Multi, he was supposed to do everybody. I think at one point, which is even more insane. But um, I'm so glad he didn't. No, I mean he's already he's already hurt his reputation a lot in this film. He didn't need to go the full the full extent. He's known as Hero Boy, uh, adult voice of Hero Boy. So basically, narrator of this film, Hero Boy's father, conductor, hobo, Santa Claus, and the Ebenezer Scrooge puppet. Uh, we got Daryl Sabara as Hero Boy, Child Voice. Got Nona Gale as Hero Girl. Uh, Jimmy Bennett as Billy the Lonely Boy. And then we move on to one Eddie Deason as Know It All. And uh, this will be a person uh, that I'm very familiar with. If And I'm sure Lady Lee has seen Eddie Deason at some point um, in, a, in a movie. Or heard his voice work somewhere probably even more so uh ultimate nerd in big features and uh, b movies basically in the 1980s and 90s uh he was in greece 1941 zapped war games surf 2 he he had a role in the punky brewster tv series uh he was in critters 2 beverly hills vamp teenage exorcist and he is um 
uh, what's the name of the fucking character? I think it's Mandark or something like that in Dexter's Laboratory. He's Dexter's nemesis. And uh, some inf- interesting information on the uh, one Eddie Deason in recent years. Uh, on April 8th, 2022, Deason was arrested for fourth degree burglary. Burger- burglary. That's a word. <laughs> I had some up too. I, I had some drinks watching this film. Um, two counts of trespassing and one count of disturbing the peace in Maryland after forcing his way into a nursing facility and refusing to leave the property. The charges were later reduced by prosecutors as assault and disturbing the peace. He had previously been told to stay away from the property, having visited the residence several times before. Just likes breaking into and staying in nursing homes, apparently. Um, in August 2022, Deason was deemed unfit to stay in trial due to a mental disorder. No kidding. Uh, he was previously arrested in November 2021 for assault after refusing to leave a restaurant and threw items at police. Uh, he's been transferred for, to the Maryland Department of Health and remains in their care, which is probably a really good thing. Um, there was like a there's a thing connected to that restaurant story where he was kind of stalking a waitress in that restaurant and had like an unhealthy obsession with her. He's just gone cuckoo bananas in recent years for some reason. Some some sort of undiagnosed mental health problem. I oh, that's unfortunate. That's very yeah. sad. We got Michael Jeter as uh, Smokey the Steamer. And he was in Tango and Cash, Miller's Crossing. Uh, Evening Shade is probably his best known uh, role. Um which is the Burt Reynolds sitcom from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, He was also in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and the Green Mile. And this was his last role, unfortunately. He was uh, an HIV positive man who uh, died right around this time uh, while making the film. Um, I I don't know if it was HIV AIDS related, uh, but, you know, that weakens your immune system and the like and any any multitude of things can happen to you. Yeah, I was going to say that either was the cause or helped the cause. Yeah. We have an interesting one here. Leslie Zemeckis, who is, of course, married to uh, Robert as Hero Boy's mother. And I'm actually familiar with her from her previous career as a softcore porn actress. No, no way. Yeah. Um, she was, she did a lot of softcore TV shows and films like uh, Beverly Hills, Bordello, uh, intimate sessions. And I am familiar. This is what I recognize her from the softcore film, Damien seed from 1996, which is about like a coven of witches that are trying to like, I can't remember quite what the plot was. I mean, it was a softcore sex film that didn't really have a plot, but, um, (laughs) They do have but, plots. Yeah, it, watch it. <laughs> it. But it, but it was like they were, you know, trying to sex him up and get his jism or something along those lines. I don't know. Um, Steal his jism. Yeah, but uh, she was then known as Leslie Lindsay, and she has gone on to be a director herself, and she is uh, known for directing uh, documentaries. And these look interesting. Might be something to watch. She did. Um, Mabel, Mabel, Tiger Trainer from 2018, which is apparently about the very first female, like, Tiger Trainer, um, some sort of historic uh, figure. Uh, She did Bound by Flesh from 2012, which is uh, apparently about uh, female um, Siamese twins or conjoined twins. I guess Siamese twins isn't the uh, politically correct thing to say anymore. And she also did in 2010 Behind the Burly Q which is apparently all about burlesque back in the day when it was, you know, first starting up that, that kind of thing, this sort of tradition of burlesque and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Isabella Peregrina as sister Sarah. And we have a synopsis here. It says uh, wrestling with burgeoning doubts on the ever present question over Santa Claus's existence. The skeptical youngster hero boy. hears the familiar sound of a locomotive, which interrupts his already troubled sleep. And then, much to his surprise, a cryptic conductor invites <laughs> cryptic, creepy conductor invites him to board the magnificent Polar Express f- on an unforgettable and magical adventure all the way up to the frozen landscapes of the n- vast North Pole, Santa Claus's realm. 
Will he and the rest of the young non-believers aboard the train finally find the true spirit of Christmas? I don't think they were non-believers. Yeah, a lot of them seem like they were like, yeah, Santa's real. Like, yeah, yeah, this movie makes no fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense. Lee, why? why? When was the first time you watched this and why did you make me watch this? I watched it... It was years back. I can't remember exactly when, but it was years back. And uh, I remember watching it and thinking how awful of a movie it was. And I couldn't really <laughs> put my finger on to like why I didn't like it. And then I did my film class, and they were talking about the Uncali- Uncanny Valley theory. Mm-hmm. And that's any- taking anything that's lifelike and putting like uh, zombie-like expressions on them. And it mm-hmm. makes people feel very uncomfortable. So... This is the reason, and this this movie was brought up with that theory, because it was talking about how this movie was a great example of this. Mm-hmm. So when I got you to watch it, I want to see if you reacted the same way as like most people do to the facial expressions. And what did you think what? of my rate? What did you think of my reactions? Because like we just watched this before we recorded this episode. It's just sort of a spur of the moment. Like, hey, let's let's watch, let's have a movie night and then let's do an intermission right afterwards, kind of thing. So, yeah. So, um, I I haven't seen this movie in forever, so I didn't even know what it was going to look like. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember anything about it or very little about it. And. Uh, <laughs> I just remember not liking it. And as soon as I saw the first character come up, I was like, yeah, he's pretty creepy looking. And then <laughs> when the waiters came and started dancing about hot chocolate Oof. and then seeing your facial expression and like just how you reacted, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is exactly what I expected. This is literally exactly was, what I expected. It was horrific. That scene like, alone was horrific because it was terrifying you, to watch. You, uh, you start. So, Yes, the Uncanny Valley thing. This is Uncanny Valley, the movie. This should have been called Uncanny Express or something like that, because it's fucking unnerving. Everybody's eyes in this are dead. There's, there is no character. Like, the only characters in this that I think had any sort of spark of life in them were the fucking reindeer that they encounter on the track, because they, they kind of look cute. Caribou? But the, the caribou, whatever. Same goddamn, uh, whatever. They all taste the same. Um have you eaten both (laughs) yeah i have actually but uh so this is warner brothers first computer animated film and it's actually listed in the 2006 guinness world records as the first all digital capture film so everybody here is uh, in in this basically is a digital capture of a live actor going through the motion so they all had you know the little star foam balls or whatever put on them behind a green screen and it had their motions like fucking captured and shit. And of course they, they probably used like one or two people for like the multitude of elves and just, just like repeated them over and over again. in that big, those big scenes in the end or whatever, but these are all supposed to be lifelike people. And every one of them moves like a fucking robot, like a mannequin come to life or something. And then you get that scene with those fucking waiters and they look like they're they're moving out of like Roger Rabbit or something. They look like they're moving out of a cartoon. And it's like really fucking jarring to see that happen in something that's supposed to look super real up until that point. And it I was like a wacky inflatable arm man came to life. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. so bad. It was so bad. Oh, this hmm. The thing is, too, about this movie is like animation aside, the animation was terrible. Like it. Mm. it, I mean, it's 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 terrible in the sense that it's not convincing that these are people like it's the thing is, it was the dead expressions, the Mm -hmm. the weird like every time there was like a facial expression. It was just so like the girl at the beginning, the girl. She is. Yeah, she's just horrific. Like, she bit her bottom lip at one point, and I was like, why did you do that? Like, that was just so weird. Like, so creepy. Like, she looked terrifying. And then the young kid just, I couldn't, like, the Billy, for some reason, every time I saw him, he just, like, gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, he just looked so dead inside. Like He he had no soul. That's the thing. I was was joking during this, like, this is a train ride to hell. Like, their souls are being taken to hell or something. Or they're just ghosts, like, on this train. This movie puts 
all these weird situations for our characters to get into. And most of them are uh, perpetrated by our hero boy um, who keeps fucking things up. Every scene of like any sort of conflict is like this vast amusement park ride bullshit. Like half of them happen on or, you know, in the train. Um, it, it feels it feels like they're trying to like market this as like a possible like Disney ride down the line or something like that. It's, like it's um it's like you're playing roller coaster tycoon and you're getting onto the rides. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it felt like. It okay. Felt like, it just I'll felt take- like all of, all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, let's do this. Okay, let's ride on the fucking roller coaster, and uh, that that's what the movie was was just watching myself be on a roller coaster. Every animated roller coaster. Um, <sighs> the only thing, okay, so the big thing for me was the animation. Like we said, the animation was bad. Like the, mm-hmm. the characters with the whole idea of being lifelike um, was absolutely terrifying. Like it was, it was unimpressive. Um, but also, the story was bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like you first start off where the guy, the train conductor, is like, "This is the Polar Express. Get on the train." <coughs> I like. Hurt my throat doing that. <laughs> <coughs> Anyways, yeah, like just yelling. Like I, I don't understand why he had to yell. Like they could have done that in such a better way. Instead, it's just this fucking guy being like, "Get on the fucking train, kid. This is the train. Get fucking on." I know I wasn't swearing, but I mean, um, you might as you might as well a bit. Like I, I feel like it was almost like when Tom Hanks was doing his voiceover work, they were saying. Tom, you really got to put some emotion into this because I've been seeing the animation and these characters are dead. They're mm-hmm. fucking dead. And you need to bring them to life, Tom. You're the man who is Forrest Gump. You're the man from Castaway. People recognize you and love you. You need to bring some life into this undead abomination that I've created. It was so bad. Yeah, anyway, there's that. And then all the kids, like, we finally get all the kids on the train. Mm -hmm. So what was the point of the train ride? How did the train ride make them believe in Jesus? Jesus. (laughs) You're not wrong. That was a Freudian slip, but that's not wrong. (laughs) I mean... But yeah, how did how did the train? I don't I understand. There was nothing there. Like there was believing in magic essentially because the fucking hobo kept disappearing. Like I yeah, there's there's a hobo ghost. There's a Tom Waits hobo ghost, also played by Tom Tom Hanks, on this who does nothing but spook the kids, and he's kind of just one kid. Yeah, the kid just he's just there to be creepy. Like no one and else saved the kid the one time, and yeah. he felt like we find out he's a ghost. Okay, but all he did was like tell him where the brakes were when they couldn't find the brakes. See, for the he, thing. see, I, I am still going on my theory. Oh, and he that got on the train. I, I, I am still on my theory that he is the ghost of a kid who never left that train. Because like they imply that there's a choice you have to make, right? Like you're going on this train ride to go to the North Pole and believe in Santa Claus, even though you know half of these kids already believe in Santa Claus. So it's like that theory seems to yeah, hold no they water. Hear the bells. Yeah. So, like that that hobo ghost is just someone, some unlucky kid who was really filled with doubt and died on the train, I guess. Like he's, he's, he's the version of that lonely, sad kid who didn't end up believing in Santa at the end or he something. He just stayed on the back of the, the caboose and was like, yeah, got aged and everyone was wondering what the fuck's going on. There's like this old creepy guy on the bus, but because, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's implied that like at any point, there's like a horrific fate for these kids because they could slip off the train and die at any time. And also, we see that out in the wilderness around where this train is going, there is a massive pack of wolves. We only see them once, but they're there. And it's like any kid who falls off that train, if they survive the fall, they're just going to get chewed up by the wolves. I want to know what the fuck he was doing with that kid. Like when he was like, oh, you don't have your ticket. Well, guess what? I have to take you over here. What was he planning on doing with her? What was the point of that? Like, I don't understand why he didn't just walk through the fucking train and we had this whole... It was entirely pointless scene. Like, literally, just standing on top of the train. Yeah, well, she she ends up, like, our hero kid ends up getting to the the fucking engine of the train. 
And of course, he has to take the hardest path possible there. Of course, um, he couldn't have just walked through the cars to the to the front of the train. Um, but when he gets there, we just discover that she's been like taught how to drive the train by the conductor. But what I I also don't understand. What, what, what was the plan? What, what was he going to do with her? Like, why did he take her to the front of the train by going to the back of the train and taking the top of the train? In order to get there, to get to the front of the train. Maybe he was going to doom her to be the new conductor. Oh, you Maybe don't have a, you, push her off the tracks, and all the like, especially since everyone's like, "Oh no, they're going to throw her off the butt the train. They're going to throw yeah. off the train." They, they yeah, they're literally like the the fucking ADDs and kids. Like they're going to throw her off the train. Ah! And then when they're like, "Oh, here, let's use the emergency brake to stop the train," yeah. and he finds a ticket. Why wouldn't he stop the train in the first place to be like, hey, I have the ticket just in case you get thrown off the train. I don't know. It was all over the place. That scene, the whole scene with the kid on top of the train where he's getting rescued by like the hobo person and the ski mm-hmm. guy who are the same person. Yeah. There was no point to it. It didn't no. add to the story. I still don't know why the hobo was there because I don't know. Like somehow he I know he rescued them twice, mm-hmm. but why is he there what was the purpose what was the purpose of the train ride because there was nothing in that train ride that made me believe in santa claus Mm -mm. there was nothing there about like carrying and anything it was like oh you jumped on a train with a fucking crazy conductor and you're gonna be like hey you're gonna believe in in, um i keep saying jesus you're gonna believe in santa now (laughs) it's 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 what is implied though right like it's very much hey kids you gotta believe in jesus or, I mean, Santa Claus. If you believe, you will sit, survive a train wreck. And then at the end, when he's like, believe, and don't forget to get on that train. Mm. Don't get on a train with a stranger, kids. Please do not. Especially a train that can come down the middle of the street in your neighborhood magically. And I played the clip of when that happens in the movie at the front of of the episode and listen to the music that is played when that train arrives outside his house. That is not the music of a hopeful, wistful, whimsical Christmas movie. That is a straight up a horror movie. That was the same th- the same thing with the bell that uh fell off the the sleigh, like Santa's sleigh. Mm-hmm. When they did the slow motion mu- music thing, right. that's a part of a fucking horror movie. That is literally like right before the atomic bomb goes off, where everyone just like slow motion is like, ooh, when <laughs> we die. Yeah. Like it's just literally that it's it's supposed to create that intensity of fear, not like excitement or joy mm-hmm. or anything. Like it was literally fear. I was like, who's going to die? Who's the murderer? This, What's happening here? Is the this, whole thing going to blow up? Yeah. And, and this movie, when it does play happy music, it's like during scenes where they're almost killed. Like scenes on the train where they're almost killed. All of a sudden it's like, oh, here's some wonderful music of wonderment yeah, and magic. The, like, the crazy train ride. It's um, this playful music when I'm not saying it doesn't have to be like, uh, it doesn't have to be scary music, but it should be no. intense music, right? You think of... Um, Dumbo when the train goes down and it goes mm-hmm. from like trying so it goes slow and then when it goes down it's exciting like that's intensity of exciting something like that to like bring up the mood with uh, the uh, the audience like you get excited for the train this one you like you want to have that thrill ride with the the kids but you don't because you have this joyous music in the background be like oh well, they're gonna survive like they're not gonna mm-hmm. fucking kill the kids on a jingle that sounds merry and happy what fucking who is this made for I don't like, know. Like, did they actually think kids were going to like this shit? It did better than I thought. Like, when I was looking at the reviews. But, I mean, that's... It's like, it's not... Yeah, it's like... Cool it's like, the six, 6 out of 10. I would think one was, like, 5.5 out of 10, which is still way higher than I would have expected. Uh, like, I honestly thought this would be, like, ranked as, like, one of the worst movies. Like, call it, or Christmas movies. It's fucking horrible. Like... The storyline makes no sense. This would the scare. Makes no sense. <laughs> this would scare little kids. Like the stuff that happens in it is like right out of the fucking Twilight Zone half the time, and it's just and and like when we finally meet Santa Claus again, played by Tom Santa Hanks. Claus is dead. Santa Claus is dead. He is dead again. The Uncanny Valley thing gets even worse with him because he doesn't even look human. Like he looks like this nine foot tall monstrosity who is barely animated compared to our main characters 
and it it's just even more off-putting like there's so many visuals in this that are great and then there's so many visuals in this that like cringe it's the so f- bad. fuck out of me and, oh the one song the one oh, song that they played god <laughs> i no. know they had that sorry technically the hot chocolate one was a song as well but the actual yeah. like singing part I left to go get water because it was so cringe. I just couldn't we're, watch it. Anymore. We're the fucking sad kid and the girl who is creepy as fuck. They both apparently know the words to this original song written for the fucking movie. And they start singing it together. And it's supposed to be some lovely moment where they connect. And it's like, no, this is what these robots were programmed to sing. It's, it's so creepy. It's just, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> the song is kind of like, entirely misplaced like you didn't really need it there's only two songs Mm-mm. in the whole movie so there was no point in having the song and of course there was just singing of the the smoking fucking elves of uh, christmas carols yeah. um and then it went on way too long which is a lot of these yeah. scenes a lot of these scenes just go way too long like this movie is about double its time like you, you could, could cut off so you could, much shit you could create like a 45 minute tv version of this where you could cut out a lot of the scary, creepy shit and probably make like a fluffy kind of like, you know, slightly whimsical. It's, it would still be creepy because like the characters all have those dead eyes, but you, you could cut out all the weird shit for the most part and like make a passable Christmas TV thing that you would forget. You could have literally cut out the scene of the, the girl losing her ticket. Hmm. Like, there was no point to that. There was really no point to that part. Like, the whole him crossing the train. We meet the hobo. Cool. And then um, the whole on the skis thing made no fucking sense to me. And then- all the all the conflict in this is so manufactured. It's just, like, none of it makes sense in context of the story. Yeah. And, like, and then like, it should have been... Train. This is a magic train on a magic fucking railway track. There's no fucking reason for it to have any turns at all. We like remember when they finally get to the fucking North Pole? Yeah. And like there's the big Santa Village town that looks like the fucking underwater fucking city in Bioshock, where there's like eight thousand fucking sudden like turns on the track to get there. It's like, why did you need that? You didn't need that. That just makes it more dangerous. Why? The kids getting into the, the caboose where they're trying to help the Billy out mm-hmm. and the, he takes the one step, the one wrong step, like literally angles himself. He's walking towards the stairs and he's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go on this side and step on this thing. Like it was literally, like you said, it's so manufactured because it, <laughs> it literally took someone to try to do that, to step on that because mm-hmm. the stairs that were perfectly in front, but he went around the corner to the, press the lever thing when the stairs are right there in front of him. So he literally intentionally was like, I'm going to press on this thing. And for God fucking sakes, if a train was that bad around kids, mm-hmm. I know it's animated. I know it's a joke. I know it's all this other stuff, but it was just so like fake. Like there was that- nothing about it that was believable. There was nothing about it that you could like suspend disbelief. It was just straight up. Like this is really fucking stupid. The like the cre- kid who was, yeah. The kid just- who took it at first. Like, mm-hmm. The the scene of him losing a ticket too of going to see the hot chocolate like giving the hot chocolate making sure she gets her ticket it didn't even fucking matter Mm-mm. like it literally he could have just stayed seated and she would have came back and it would have been fine but they created this whole like intentional oh lose a ticket go through all this thing take the kid on uh yeah take this voyage through the these animals this insanely long detour to get the ticket that ends up back on the train. Mm-hmm. And um, we end up with that pointless scene uh, that I've mentioned many times now. And that whole part could have been cut out. It was fucking pointless. It was mm-hmm. fucking pointless. There was nothing. I don't know. It's such a terrible movie. It's fucking awful. Like, I've heard bad things about it, but I didn't even, I was not prepared for just. What a fucking monstrosity this thing is. It is a cursed film. The You know, the idea online of like cursed memes, cursed pictures, whatever, where you see something that's just like in a single picture that's disturbing. This is an hour and a half of one of those played in front of you. And it's fucking horrific. Like it, it's, it made it's me so uncomfortable funny. to watch. 
Like, I don't even understand why he started believing in Santa because he started seeing the shadow of Santa and he's like, hey, I really want to hear this bell. I really want to believe in Santa. I, I, what I think was my, the point I, of this movie? I think my theory holds true. What did I tell you at the end of the film? He's the only one who can hear the bell. You know why? Because he's crazy. He has an undiagnosed mental illness of some sort and he's gone his entire life being crazy. That's why he is probably schizophrenic or something. He made himself crazy because he wanted to hear that bell. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's the horror story. Like this is a horror story. It's about some poor kid who fucking went nuts and never got any help. Did Oh, and the, the, the voices they chose for the fucking elves. Like, Hey, uh, you got Tony Soprano. I'm going to, I'm going to lead you the way elves. We're going to go take this tube and then say it. Hey, Hey, how are we going to get out of here? Oh, like we always do, and the only way to get out, and the only thing that we can use, and I'm going to explain what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, then you that's... have the other one who's like smoked like 20 packs of cigarettes before, like they all sound like they smoke. Even gets packs out of bed. Yeah. They like, they like. What's like up, this, guys? This massive slave force that Santa has going for him. That apparently their only pleasure is like smoking 20 packs a day uh, when they're not toiling in the in the toy hey, mines. <laughs> Where are you going? And, and we knew you were in the Christmas bag. We oh, knew you were in that bag. Yeah. Now get out of here, kid. And then the fact that they're all, all, all male elves, all of them. Until the until dancing. They start dancing together. Yeah. Then, oop, there they are. There's the females. There we got some females now. We got they that. couldn't have, like, females in the original with the elves, and they couldn't have fucking males just dancing with males, because that's normal as fucking hell. Mm-hmm. We only bring the Ugh. females out when we want to be heteronormative and fuck them. Yeah. Also, again, this is a horror movie. That scene in the in the car of the train where all the reclaimed toys are. All yes. the, the dead toys, basically. Like you tell me, any fucking little kid's gonna like that scene. Sure, that that fine. that is that is like the bad outcome to one of the plots of the Toy Story movies, where the toys get forgotten and die or whatever. Who who the fuck thought this was a good fucking film for kids? And why are they on the train? Why aren't they at Santa's village? Like they didn't explain. That. Maybe they, so- I, I assume like they could have picked them up, but they never even said that. I guess you just have to like assume your own conclusion on that one. Yeah, I guess but, it, um, it, the, the story makes no sense. Like anytime there was anytime there was a moment that was supposed to invoke positive emotions, it didn't. Like when we mm-hmm. first he first hears a bell and he first sees Santa, I didn't feel anything. I didn't no. feel excited for the kid. I didn't like. You know, sometimes you'll watch bad movies, but you'll still get that like kind of bubbly warm feeling inside. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into that at all. Like I just thought it was a stupid, nonsensical. It's, it's voice because it's nothing. because they're it's because they're cold and dead. There is no emotion in this film. It's just sadness. That's all there is. But, and even even then, it's just like it's sadness from robots. You can even say that like just because the animation was bad, but at least get a fucking story right. I don't know. Like. Yeah. It just, it yeah. just was, there was nothing, there was nothing, nothing made sense, nothing followed, nothing, like, the tickets, when they, they were poking out holes of the tickets, and it was like, learn. Learn. What? Learn what? What is he learning? He learned. He's, what should it be like, shut the fuck up? Okay, there, then, there, were, there was the one good joke with that scene, where the, where the girl reads lead, and he's like, that's also pronounced lead. Yes. That, that was probably was, the only good line in this whole. And that, and that was that was still like half a line. Like that was, was still. What was the other one where it kept changing? Oh yeah, it was um, de- depend depend on? depend on and can depend on or something like. I can't there was another shorter one, and, it, and I was just. What? What? No. Nah, how is that I, a special I, ticket? How is this ticket special in the first place? Mm-hmm. Lead. Okay, you could be a leader. Leadership. Learn. Oh, believe. Believe in jumping on trains. Like the one that one token black girl can be a leader by gummit. That's because she's Michelle Obama. That's right. That's what it said. She's that's Michelle. This is a Michelle Obama's origin story. It is a t- okay, yeah. And then the other scene where he has this like moment with Santa and it's it's uncomfortable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it's because of the dead eyes and the dead he's, faces. He's, and and because he's nine feet tall and super intimidating, like it's... And I don't understand what made him believe again. I don't understand what made him believe again. I don't understand what made him, like, continuously believe. I don't understand, like, 
And another thing too, um, I mentioned this to you earlier, where the parents didn't hear the bell because they don't believe. Where did Santa's fucking presents come from? Yeah. Where were they like, oh, hey, Santa gave you a bell? That's cool. And they're not like, who the fuck gave our kid a bell? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, they're they're not worried about it at all. It's no, and then all these presents that they know they didn't buy their fucking kids just end Mm -hmm. up under the tree. Yeah, like some 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 weirdo fucking broke into their house and put a bunch of presents there. Like, okay. Like, I totally understand the idea of like not believing in the presents not coming, but usually the joke afterwards is that the parents believe in Santa. Yeah, uh, or the the thing. So that makes more sense to me because the parents are like, yeah, that's cool. We don't have to buy presents. Yeah, but the, um, but the parents the parents established that. Oh, it seems like our young son is right around that age where he stops believing, just like we did. Yeah. And it was just, it's just so stupid because at the end with the presents, the presents from Santa, mm-hmm. ugh, it's like such a big, that's like a biggest plot hole possible that you could put in. It would have been smarter if they could hear the bell. Yeah. Like it just. I hated this movie, Lee. <laughs> I hated this. I hated this movie so much. I, I, I am glad you showed it to me. I can't believe I'm actually saying that because actually it's it's just because I enjoy watching movies with you, but this movie sucked. I wanted you just I wanted to see if uh, you responded to the same thing that was theorized. That's the big reason it was brought up in my textbook and I thought it would be interesting to actually so I was a lab experiment. I was a, I was an experiment for you. I get it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I, I thought I figured you'd appreciate it too. Like, yeah, you know, because that was what I was really excited about. I, I just this one thing, like the uncanny valley theory. That is all. That is the reason why I was like, hey, we should watch this because I wanted you to react and see. But I watched it years ago, and I don't think I made it through. I think I got distracted, like I normally do, and didn't actually watch the movie because I didn't realize how fucking bad it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how bad the storyline. I could write a story better that's shorter, <laughs> that makes more fucking sense, that's about Christmas. Then this wasn't about Christmas. This was about a fucking train. Like nothing about this movie is a Christmas movie, other than the fact that you see Santa Claus and there's a couple presents. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like I, it's no, like it's when a, people argue about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Do you just fucking cr- argue this one being a fucking Christmas movie? This is this is just a horror movie that takes place in Christmas. Is what it is. It's a very creepy, uncanny fucking horror tale that happens during Christmas. It, it's what it's it is. It's a Christmas theme, but it's not a Christmas movie. No. It's it's not budget for this was between 165 to 170 million, give or take, you know, a couple million, uh, you know, just a couple million. Apparently, apparently they thought like if they tried to do this with all live actors, it would have cost about a billion dollars to do. So that's why they did it animated like this, which seems like a lame excuse to me. It, it, it just seems like someone wanted to go cray cray and someone had the technology and they're like, let's do this instead mm-hmm. of testing the technology first uh, box office for this. Eventually after a re-release was 314.1 million, which is not a successful re-release basically like that, like that, like a, their return on this was not what they were expecting. They, they basically, I mean, they, I guess they doubled their money. They actually didn't even double their money. No, they didn't. So, yeah, no, they, they fucked up. They didn't. This was not a success as far as uh, monetarily. It, uh, and I mean, they had a bunch of like toy lines and other shit promoting this and stuff, too. And- oh, they had this. Ugh, I just thought of this, too. Um, when they were trying to get Tom Hanks to do all the voices, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks has one voice. Yeah, and he do- he uses it for every character in this. And then they have Santa Claus, where they just like knock down it an like an octave level. Yeah, they do a little they do a little computerized uh, shit that like I could do on my on my Audacity program. I could do the same thing with his voice. They don't even do it though for him at the end where the kid is reading the note from Santa. They did they did these use Tom Hanks doing like. Oh, Tom Hanks or Santa Claus. Like, I don't... I get if you're going to get somebody who's going to do multiple voices, get a voice actor who can do multiple voices. Was, There's was, a fucking was, ton of them. Yeah, was 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 Robin Williams still alive at this point? Get yes. Robin Williams. Get anybody. Like, think about The Simpsons, how one ca- person plays so many different characters, male mm-hmm. and female. 
there's uh, some I mean, others too. The, the, the reason the reason Tom Hanks got this is because he has made movies with Robert Zemeckis in the past, and like it's kind of a it's kind of a production team up kind of thing. It makes sense why they went with him because they have a history of success together. So but like there was that's no the reason thought. to have him. Like there was literally no reason. Like if your idea in your head, if I am somebody who is at my house and I need something repaired, okay. Mm-hmm. I know the person here can repair fridges, but I need my toilet fixed. I'm not going to get the fridge guy to fix my toilet. I'm going to get a toilet guy. The people making this movie, I think they thought they were actually, they had something going here. Like, I'm pretty sure they thought they were pulling this off. And then when they got to the end product, they were like, oh, no. Oh, no. You can literally tell every single character that Tom Hanks did. Oh, yeah. Just sorry. Anyways, I know I interrupt you. It's just to, to the point where to the point where it's distracting, where you start getting like in the back of your head. I'm starting to think, OK, is the conductor like a future version of the kid who has like come back in time in his in his time machine train to like get him to believe in Christmas so that he can get out of this endless loop on this hell train or whatever? Like anything hit towards that, please give me something. And when you had the conductor, the Santa talk, and then you had the conductor talk, I'm like, it even worsens the whole. It, it uh, does. The whole uh, fantasy <laughs> of it. Like, it just. Yeah, it's. It completely takes away. Like, you realized there was nothing about it that um, got you, like, sucked into the story. Everything just took you out, and you were just, like, just watching it as a spectator mm-hmm. and cringing instead of, like, deeping it, diving into it, just, like, getting into the movie and the feelings. None of it. Nothing. The end mm-hmm. when you said, like, this is the moment where you're supposed to be crying when he gets his bell back. In the fucking hold pocket that we're all, like, you put it in the pocket with your hole. You yeah. knew you had the pocket in your hole. You were literally like, oh, no, this pocket has a hole in it. Right at the beginning where you played with it. And then you, everything else, you're like, oh, yeah, keep it safe. Keep it in your shoe. Keep it in your shoe. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, let's put it in the whole pocket. <laughs> I hate this movie. It's bad. Guess what, Lee? What? We, we we do have like a you know best and worst of episode coming soon. You know, in the new year, this is this is going on one of my lists. I'm not going to say which one. Oh, me too. Mm. <laughs> me too. Yeah, because I don't. I did not watch it from beginning to end when I first watched it. I just watched a bit, realized it was really bad. I probably was on my phone or on my computer while it played in the background or I fell asleep because <laughs> I did not remember any of it. So do we have anything else to say about this before we wrap up? Or It is a fucking God awful Christmas movie. It is a mm-hmm. God awful movie. Do not watch it unless you want to make fun of it. And even then, oh. I, you, and if you want to check out the uncanny theory, uncanny Valley theory, that that's probably what, would make this valuable for like film classes because this is such a perfect example of uncanny Valley. Like it, it's, it's basically, they spent $170 million to make a fucking uncanny Valley example for people to watch in future film school. So yep. there you go. Money well spent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this you're probably listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, um, on Christmas Day. We do have an episode coming up soon that will be our Albert Pune double bill episode. Uh, we kind of got delayed in doing that, but we're we're going to finally have that done, and that should come before the end of the year. should be Should be available, hopefully. And and then we're gonna get back on track with the oh, here's an actor from this film that we just picked, and this is the next film we pick, kind of thing. Uh, and, and we'll be doing that. And of course, our best and worst of as well are, are coming up soon. So I'll, I'll, ju- I'll just I'll just sort of end off by saying, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that shit to our listeners. Thank you very much for sticking with us. We do appreciate the uh, small but uh, dedicated audience that we seem to have, which is, is always cool. Lady Lee, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. If you uh, go to Instagram and look for at Miney Tiny All Star, you will find me and my page, my Insta page. Sure. Your Insta and page, yeah. Insta page. Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will find updates on the podcast, any shows that come out that Lee sends me pictures of. Mm-hmm. And 
Yes, to post. And uh, you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com. You can find all our episodes uh, from the past and, and the future, if you stay on it Ooh. and look. Um, and, of course, you can go to They Must Be Destroyed on site on Facebook, where you can become a member of said group and then talk with us and interact, ask questions, give us feedback, give us suggestions for movies to watch. And uh, we will eventually get around to them, maybe, kind of. And, uh, yeah, uh, that I think that's it. I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say this rounds out the end of the year, because, uh, like I said, we got the um, Albert Pune episode to do, and that's going to be big. So that's that's where we'll get all sentimental and say, oh, Happy New Year and all that bullshit. But um, and, and until then. Uh, Happy holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, Lady Lee, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye. Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.